0: Jam. I had no idea that the record was slam. It did real good without radio play. Maybe at night, but no airplay in the day. I couldn't understand why to be exact. Her music was good and I was far from whack. Then came the answer. Commercial with the key to get airplay and a spot on TV. Like Ed lover and Dr. Dre for yo, MTV rap. The show mainly for the black and still we can't ill Cause of them that's wrong. Cause like P.E. said, we're too black and too strong. But hey,
1: what can I say? And That's a price a rapper must pay. Cause. Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Five oh two. It is going down on a beautiful Saturday morning here. This is Wake Up Five Oh Two. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington in studio, ninety six point one FM. We call it the Big X. You call it the best uh, radio station in town, and we are here all morning serving up what the people want that's why we're here that's what we do and that's what's going to happen this morning we have so much to get into first and foremost i have waited and i have been patient and i have been measured and i have done everything that i said i would do in terms of allowing university of louisville basketball to do what they do I've tried to focus on football. I've tried to, you know, talk about everything else that's going on and keep my, you know, thoughts, opinions and everything else to myself. But we are now past the end of the college football season. We know where Louisville's going. They're in the middle of bowl prep and then recruiting and everything else. So they've been put on the back burner. Now basketball is on the front, uh, front burner. That's what everybody is talking about. That's where we're at. So let me tell you what's going to happen this morning. I have thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts, and I'm gonna share those thoughts with you today. Haven Harrington, how you doing this morning? What's going on? Oh, hold on, hold on, that's that's the wrong mic. Let's try that again. Say hello. Hello. No, there we go, okay, now I got you. All right, you on there, you good? I'm better than good. There we go, there he is. Haven, how you doing this morning? I'm
2: doing really good, man, I can't wait. For the show to start, talk about Jeff Brown and his recruiting. No, no,
1: <laughs> no, Jeff Brown and what he's doing on on, on the recruiting airwaves. We go. We may get into that a, a little bit later on in in, in hour number two, Haven Henderson. But you know, good and well. We're going to talk about your Raiders. <laughs> they got to win for one. 63
2: on the Chargers. Beating them so bad, he fired the coach the next day.
1: Hey, you know what? You lose to my team that bad, you deserve to get fired because <laughs> <laughs> my team sucks. <laughs> but, no, nah, yeah. Hey, we will, we will definitely, if, if we were some other radio stations, we may try to, you know, hide and, and talk about other stuff and, and try to do all those types of things to make, you know, or just not show up at all. You know, there there are places that do all types of things in situations like this. But the one thing that we have always stand uh, stood on is business. That's what we do. That's how we act. We ain't going out there deleting radio shows and trying to act like, you know, changing the narrative and flipping the script. You know, we stand on what we say. We mean what we say when we write. We're going to let you know we were right when we're wrong. We're fine enough doing that. We're not going to go and try to act as if it never existed and play, uh, you know, revisionist history. Anything that I've ever said over the airwaves since I started doing this thing, you all can find in some way, shape, or form in a podcast. I stand on everything I say. You know why? Because integrity means everything to me, Haven. That's the one thing that us all the way back to Main Event Sports Show, we've always been very opinionated. Like, we've always given the people exactly what they want, which is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. But we stand on it, and I think that's important in this business, don't you? Heck, yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? You, you have to go out there. If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. A great man said that a long time ago.
2: And it's okay to be wrong.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you're going to be right. Sometimes you're going to be wrong. The two things that I can't stand is somebody who A, never wants to go out on a limb or they want to manage expectations. So they always undercut. It's kind of like how everybody this year, people try to act like they never said anything about it. But coming into the year, Louisville football, everybody's prediction was eight and four, eight and four, eight and four, eight and four, just because they're like, well, it's Jeff Brown's first year. Well, you know, it just, I'm just going to go with eight and four. You know why they all go eight and four because they're safe. Okay, but now you have these safe people that want to go out there. They, A, want to be safe on the front end so they, they're they never wrong, and then, B, when they are wrong, they want to go erase it and act as if it never happened or try to, as they like to say, quote-unquote, change the narrative. No. You know what? If, if you got something to say and that's what you mean, stand on, stand on what you mean, stand on your business. And that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to get into it. University of Louisville basketball, Kenny Payne, just an absolutely – horrendous, horrendous performance, back-to-back horrible losses. Last Saturday, they go up uh, up the road. They lose to the DePaul Blue Demons, a team that was 1-7 coming into the game. Uh, just the, the, the folks went up to Chicago Haven. We were talking about the buses that were going to be going up there. The DePaul trip is always one of the favorite uh, favorite trips for the Louisville fans. They went up there. They went up to Michigan Ave. They did some shopping. They you know ate, ate some good food. Uh, they probably went to Harold's Chicken, you know what I'm saying, that they did all the things that you do when you go to Chicago, but then they probably made them sick to go out there and watch Louisville and that ridiculously terrible performance that they put out there against the Blue Demons, uh, you know, up there in the shy. Uh, so, you know, they, they lose that game. They come back. You would think, Haven, that coming back home, wouldn't you think that if you lose an embarrassing game like that on the road to a team that only had one win all year, wouldn't you have thought you would have wanted to come home and put your best foot forward? Well, they do play better on the road, according to the team. <laughs> yeah, because the fans are mean. <laughs> so they come back home. Uh, Louisville, you know, takes on a, a hapless Arkansas State team, probably the second worst team on their schedule. The worst team on their schedule was Coppin State, who you know they, they struggled with for a while before finally putting them to uh, putting them away in the last ten minutes. Um, but Arkansas State's probably the second worst team that they have on their schedule. Um, they, they come home, you would think that they have an opportunity to go out there, get a big win, and at least, you know, play, it'll be, be above 500. Okay, get to five wins, which was, was more wins than, you know, Kenny Payne got any point last year. So at least they're above 500 before they, uh, you know, get ready for Pepperdine uh, the, the weekend. I mean, the whole point was, hey, maybe they can get two wins. They come back, they get Arkansas State, they beat Pepperdine, um you know on sunday and then hey maybe we're two games over 500 so at least when we play kentucky we go into the the conference schedule above 500 that was the plan well the plan didn't work haven they come back home arkansas state three and seven very very bad team comes into the kfc yum center and absolutely watching you, you watched a great deal of that game. Haven, you said you hadn't watched too many of the Louisville games just because, you know, you're running around doing uh, the 85 billion things you do. You said that was one of the first times that you really got to sit down and watch, uh, you know, long-form University of Louisville basketball. What did you think about the game on uh, Wednesday?
2: Oh, God, that defense. Uh, It was just like so like, it's it's like it's almost like a replay of last year, right, where they would do okay on, like, the first two or three seconds the guys would come down the court and engage the other team. But then as soon as the other team just passed the ball around enough times, there was those wide open lanes. And all Arkansas State had to do was keep passing the ball around, and then eventually one of those guys would take it right down the lane. Nobody would roll over to help layups. All game long. I mean it was like a conga line. It was it was it, it was the soul train line, man. <laughs> no, literally it was the soul train line because it would come down there and just be like uncontested. And and we look completely lost, like we didn't know what to do, like like how do we stop these guys from just attacking a heart of defense and just laying up on us? Yeah. And it was just sad because like they they literally looked like they had like no clue what to do like 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 anybody in the, in the block didn't know like hey you know I need to I need to go ahead I need to you know come down and cover this man I need to I need to fall back for help and if I fall back for help I I know that this guy's gonna get my man and we're gonna roll you know and we're gonna roll the defense over to this side and no it was just like none of that happened
1: they would beat the first guy off the dribble and it was that was it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, it's one of those things that, and we talked about it ad nauseum, and the reason why, you know, all of the the people that had the conversation last year with Kenny Payne in his first edition uh, of the Louisville Cardinals uh, under his tutelage, I had an issue with people saying, oh, well, this is just about the players. He doesn't have the players that he needs. He doesn't have, you know – Anybody who, I'm going to be honest with you, and this is something that I said and people wanted to call me. I had people in the media, people that have known me for, you know, doing this job for 15 plus years. A lot of people that I've been working in media longer than them had the nerve to come out and tell, you know, people I was mad, you know, that, that I was upset. I was hating on Kenny Payne because I didn't have the access that they had. You know, I'm mad because I'm on the outside looking in. I can't get the scoop. So I'm just hating on Kenny Payne because I'm not getting the type of access that they get. You know, that they wanted to come out there. They wanted to question my integrity. They wanted to question, you know, my my motives for the things that I was saying. When literally all the only thing I've ever done, the only reason I even got into the media in the first place is because I used to sit at home. I used to listen to... Our, our local media and they would get into those scrums and they would get into those press conferences and they never asked the questions I wanted to hear. I always thought that, you know, it was a lot of softball questions and a lot of questions that really don't mean anything. And the stuff that I really wanted to know about nobody ever asked. That was one of the main reasons I got into this thing in the first place is because I wanted to at least be able to go in there and people, the questions that I thought people wanted to know, I would go in there and do. So my, um, you know, integrity has always been something that's been very important to me is, is that I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be honest and I'm going to ask the questions, the things that I see I, and that I have questions on, I'm going to ask about, you know, but I, I have people that, that, you know, try to, to say that, well, Rashawn, you just mad. Okay. First of all, let me break something down to y'all for people that don't, that think they know basketball and really don't, which I have come to realize both people that used to play as well as just people that have watched for a long time. Some of them ain't it smart, or they don't know as much about basketball as I thought they did. Because let me tell you something. When I watched this team play last year, my biggest issue wasn't offensively. And Louisville was not a great offensive team. They're bad. You know, at least they weren't consistent. Ellis could go out there and get you 20, 25, 30. But outside of that, they were very inconsistent in anything they did. But the problem is defensively. Defense is something that has nothing to do with Star ratings, recruiting rankings has nothing to do with, you know, how, you know, having the biggest, tallest, longest, most athletic guys. It's not what it's about. For the defense, playing defense on a basketball court is about effort, strategy and practice. Effort, strategy and practice. That effort is taught during the summertime. It's taught when you get in here in May. And and when you get into the, you know, when you get in there and you get in there with your teammates and you start getting ready for the, the summer season. Okay. The coaches are in there with their guys. They're teaching guys the non-negotiables of their team. Okay. They're teaching them the rules of the defense. They're teaching them. This is where the ball doesn't go. You know, if, if the ball gets in here, it is, you know, no fly zone, you know, that they have those certain tenets that are part of what they do. The effort, defensively, the effort on the backboards rebounding. Those are things that are all about training, repetition, practice, and just drilling it into their heads. And when you saw the defense that Louisville put out there on the court last year, it was absolutely abysmal. This is the worst defensive team I have ever seen. And I'm not talking about ever seen for Division One. It's the worst defensive team I've ever seen in any level of coached basketball. There are no rules. There is no team um, plan defensively. Everybody's just out there doing their own thing. And that was my biggest issue. Louisville was the first basketball team I've ever seen at any level that literally got worse defensively. Haven, we talked about it last year the fact that they were worse at the end of the year defensively than they were at the beginning of the year, which I didn't even think was possible. That was my biggest problem, is that you had a coach that had no ability to prepare his team for the most pedestrian and the simplest parts of basketball. That didn't have anything to do with who was on the court. That's why I didn't care. Who came in? Yes, they got Scott Clark. Yes, they brought in Dennis Evan. Yes, for a while they had Trenton Flowers. Yes, they got Tyler Johnson. It didn't matter because I knew that if the same guys were preparing them, that prepared the guys the previous season, and Kenny Payne told you he had the best coaching staff in all of college basketball. So, he was of course, he wasn't going to make a change. And then when he got the opportunity to add two bench coaches, he just promoted from within. So, basically, you had the same people that – woefully underprepared the team last year, they were going to woefully underprepare this team. So you know what I saw? The exact same thing that I expected to see. Now, credit to the University of Louisville, um, you know, uh, the the people that put the schedule together because they tried to schedule in more wins, but Haven, they haven't even been able to do that right. They should have been what? Eight and two? Seven and three at worst? You would think. With, With the schedule they put together? Well, you know, so so something
2: that I said come into the year, and I tried to warn a lot of people, is you know, especially folks who were just like super geeked up and excited and thought, well, you know what, I I, I still think he's the man. I still think he can do this. You know, I, I try to tell people, say, you have a team full of mostly freshmen, and it's a lot harder to coach up freshmen than it is experienced players. So you have a lot of young talent coming in, and this is probably going to take a lot more coaching than an experienced team coming in. So even though the quote unquote may be more talented of a, in a more completish roster it's still going to take uh a lot more coaching effort to get, you know, the same out of this squad only because they're young and, when you have a hard time, when it's obvious that that you can't prepare the team, and they're young anyway, and they're inexperienced, it just really kind of compounds your coaching efforts.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean that—that's that, the whole. I mean, it just everything that they have done, it has been questionable. The fact that it took Kenny Payne two weeks to get here, start the season. The fact it took him – how long did it take him to fill out his coaching staff? He didn't get his coaching staff and his um, support staff completed until, what, July, end of July? Yeah. First part of August? Like, you didn't have a strength and conditioning coach, so you were having to borrow the strength and conditioning coach from other sports teams at Louisville to be able to kind of take some of their time to train your guys because you waited until mid-June to get your strength and conditioning guy there. Everything that this coaching staff has done has been, I agree with Bobby V, it's been disrespectful to the game, it's been half-assed, it's been lazy, it's been unprepared, and it's been disorganized. And that's why you get lazy, unprepared, disorganized results. You can't go out there and just kind of, you know, fake your way through it. You can't do that. This is high-level Division I basketball. If you don't go out there and have a solid plan and go out there and give the type of effort, how are you going to get on your players and stand on the sideline yelling, go, 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 the whole game, which is I don't even know what go means. But how are you going to sit on the sideline and try to lament other people's effort when everything that you do off the court has been lazy, disorganized, and half-assed? But you're going to expect better from your players. It's ridiculous. Everybody saw it. But every you know, so many people wanted to make excuses either because they were former players or because they loved Nolan's dad growing up or the fact that they loved Kenny Payne when he was here as a player. But none of that has to do with coaching my university level basketball team. That has nothing to do with it. Kenny's a great dude, a good man. What does that have to do with coaching a basketball team, Avan? What does that yeah. have to do with anything?
2: Yeah, not much. Nothing. Not much.
1: So, you know, I, it just it frustrates me. This is why I was okay. You know, when Jeff Goodman and some of the guys that were so critical of Kenny nationally, you know, national college guys have looked at this whole thing, and they were like, yeah, they need to let him go like now. I'm talking about last year. The reason why they said that and everybody wanted to just sit there and say, oh, well, you can't fire a coach after one year. This coaching staff has been so bad. You could just about damn near fire them for cause. Because it's almost like they lied on their resume. <laughs> it's like, no. what? like the handling of the Karan Davis situation? The bad messaging, the, the, the ridiculous coming out every game and saying Karan's not with the team and he's not on the sideline and he's having to buy his own tickets to the game, but he's not in trouble. What the hell does that even mean? Like, just everything has been an all systems failure from the beginning. And it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I just, I, I am, it it's, it makes me angry. I get frustrated going to the games. That's why I wasn't at the game on Wednesday because my son had a game playing Butler. Holy Cross was playing Butler at home. And I'll be damned if I'm going to miss my son's game to go out there and watch that absolute ridiculous mess out there and miss my son's game for it. Why would I do that and put myself through that? You know, I still watch the game. I had it on my phone. I got to, cut, you know, what follow the follow along. And it took me watching about 10 or 15 minutes of that game to be like, yeah, I'll catch this later. It ain't even worth my time because I know what's coming. And, and, you know, Louisville fans that are upset, Louisville fans that are frustrated, I'm right there with you because this is something that I have cared about and loved my whole life. And to see it put here and to see the state of the program is absolutely ridiculous. This is something where you should just recuse yourself. I'm just being honest with you. If you really care about the University of Louisville, Kenny Payne talking about, you know, I'm just going to say that I didn't cheat these players. As long as I know I didn't cheat these Kenny, you did cheat these players. Because you are not competent to coach and prepare these guys the way they are, you're cheating them from the opportunity to be as good as they can be as college players, you know. And who knows what this is going to mean down the road. If you're not Even if you don't mean to and you have the best intentions possible, if you are ill-prepared to do the job, even if you don't mean to do it, those are called unintended consequences. The consequences of you being so ill-prepared is going to impact everybody. So you are cheating those players from having the level of coaching that they should have and the level of leadership that they should have as a Division One athlete playing basketball at the University of Louisville. So you have cheated those players. You have. You may not have meant to. You may have the best intentions, but you have because they're not getting what they deserve. These fans aren't getting what they deserve. These boosters aren't getting what they deserve. And it's an absolute mess. And you should take it on yourself to be like, you know, it's not good enough. This isn't good enough. All I've heard every game is you come out and say, you know, I need to get better and figuring out why it's their fault. You haven't taken this on yourself at all. <clears throat> You've continued to talk about the players, but at what point do you realize that you have not prepared your men for battle? That's so all I don't wanna know. I haven't heard it yet. I've heard a guy who continues to talk about, you know. I'm doing everything I can. I don't know why, you know, what why we can't reach these guys. He literally, after the DePaul game, told by while they were talking, you know, that, well, if these guys can't figure it out, then maybe we'll just have to find somebody else who will. And you're already trying to talk about getting rid of these players that you told us were the guys that were ready and had the great families and had the great attitudes, and now you're ready to throw them out too because they're not getting it done. At what point do you realize that it's not them, it's you? If my son is not doing the things that I expect of him, and he's acting a damn fool out there in the streets, then something that I'm not, I'm not doing something right and getting him prepared to go out there in the public at home. You're the one who's putting them out there. You're the one who's supposed to be preparing them to go out there. So if they're going out there looking a hot mess, that's because you didn't adequately prepare them to go out there and act like they had some sense. That's all I'm saying I'm just being honest. I hate to be that way, but I'm tired of it. i tell you what, we're going to go ahead. It's the bottom of the hour. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we have plenty more to get into. We got more basketball. We're taking your text 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line, 502-384-1450. That is the Up 502 Buzz line. I want all y'all's opinions on all of this. I want to know if you're done, if you're not done. I want all opinions. I need it. But hey, this is Rashad Myers Haven here to 96.1 FM and we'll be back on the big act No,
0: sir, yes, sir. And thank you, man. Cause the word if so luxury a black man can't afford. That's why poverty's on the rise and we still ignore it. And it's a setback, and yet the clock still ticks. And if we let it, rap or be run by politics. I read it somewhere that every man's created equal. But
3: not in this day and age, maybe in the sequel, which means next time.
0: Right, it up. Hey yo, turn the beat up a little bit. Hey yo, this song is for anyone. Oh, Shut up and listen. Hey yo, I sit back with this pack of zigzags and this bag at this it's mean. It's needed it to be the most meanest and see on this on this earth. And since birth, I've been cursed with this curse to just curse and just blurt this berserk and exhaust it works and itself, sells and it helps and it sells to relieve all this tension, this pain, and these sentences. And the stress has been eating me recently off of this chest, and I rest again peacefully. But at least have the decency in you to leave me alone when you freak, see me out in the streets when I'm eating. or feeding my I don't know you and no, I don't owe you a monkey. Oh One thing I'm not, Mr. Ensign. I'm not what your friends think I'm not, Mr. Friendly. I can be a hero if you take me. My tank is on empty. on empty. No patience is in me, and if you offend me, I'm lifting you ten feet in the air. I don't care who was there and who saw me. Just call you will call you a lawyer. You a lost, so i smile in the court when we buy you a wardrobe. I'm Tired of all you know. I don't mean to be me, but that's all I can be. It's just me, and I am whatever you say I am. If I wasn't, then why would I say I am in the paper? The news every day I am. Radio won't even play my chance because
1: I am. And welcome back, welcome back. Second segment of the show. Wake up 502 96.1. FM, 1450 AM, we are the Big X, it is going down on a Saturday morning, and there's so much happening, so much, hey, hey I, I, I know y'all, you know, I, I had to I had to release the beast in that first segment, I apologize, Haven Harrington was looking at me like, you know, are, are you okay, do you need, you know, I, I know Wayne's gonna give me a call a little bit and ask me if I need, you know, a, a talk about it, get on a therapist's couch or something, but no, no but this this has been when when you see things happening and you know what's going to happen and you try to warn people that it's going to happen and then it just ends up happening it's just it's very frustrating it's very very frustrating situation it's very very annoying but Haven hey, Harrington there's been a lot of conversation with everything that's going on well, with the basketball program, um, definitely it looks like this is a situation that's coming to a head, and, you know, whether it be Jeff Goodman and whether it be, uh, you know, local uh, outlets, it definitely seems like uh, Josh Hurd, the athletic director at the University of Louisville, um, is going to be looking to uh, make a decision on uh, a move here upcoming. I, and my my question for you, is a are you a proponent of you know firing a coach or, or moving on or doing a parting of ways during the season or are you a person who thinks that you just kind of let it play out until the end and then move from there?
2: Uh, my gut reaction be to to go ahead and do this mid season. You know, as uh, I will say this, as one of the only media members in town that's actually owned and been, like, co junior manager of a a professional franchise, right? I know what it's like to have to fire or let go of players that you like but just are not performing and taking them space and you can get somebody who can possibly do a better job or do it with at least a better attitude and cause less trouble to the other rank and foul, right? Right. You know, what it's like to, you know, have to let go of coaches, Sometimes mid-season because their product on the field isn't what it should be. But you like these guys, right? You, you, you don't want to let them go, but you, sometimes you have to do what you have to do. And right. this is one of those instances. You know, like, I like Kenny Payne a lot. A whole lot. I mean, both of us, have we've interviewed Kenny Payne. We've hung out with Kenny Payne. We've partied with Kenny Payne. He's a good dude. He's generally a good dude. Just not a good coach, and that's okay, right? Yeah, absolutely, and then that's okay, and you know everything ain't for everybody, right? And and you can, you know, you know, so there's some proponents say to keep him for the rest of the season, because at, at the end of the season his uh, buyout goes down by two million. His buyout goes down two million dollars. I saved you two million on the books, or uh, you can try to do Chris Mack route and negotiate something lower right now, and and, and get her done. Or just be like, man, look, this this isn't working. we we'll see where this is going. We'll let you go right now. Let's go ahead and get coach coaching here to, to finish up the season, and then we'll figure out who we're going to hire later on, right?
1: Right. I'm a believer that go ahead and cut bait right now. So let me ask you, okay, if so if you're going to cut bait right now, um, are you thinking – because <clears throat> this is something that Mike Rutherford talked about on his show yesterday uh, with the strategy of what Josh is trying to do. They, uh, you know, of course, Goodman had the tweet talking about her had met with players and, and kind of engaged what was going on. And, and one of the things that Mike said is that, you know, he he felt like there's a possibility that her may be just trying to, you know, whether, you know, rather than just, um, <clears throat> moving on from Kenny Payne, it may be a situation where he's going to be moving on from the whole coaching staff and, you know, trying to bring in uh, just a whole outside group and kind of moving on from several of the coaches, if not all of them. Um, do you think that they should just like, because I've heard a lot of people that have said that, you know, they'd like to see Nolan Smith get that opportunity um, to, to be the interim. If Kenny Payne is removed, um, you know, are, are you a, a proponent of Nolan Smith or or uh, Danny Manning? Um, or do you think that they should just go ahead and just kind of remove everything that's going on from that situation from the building and just bring in somebody from the outside? Kind of like what they did with, uh, you know, with uh, the, you know, the whole situation. Remember when uh, Petrino. And all those guys left. They kind of brought in a bunch of coaches from the outside to kind of coach the end of the te- you know end of the year in back in 2018. Uh, are you a proponent of that, or do you think they should just you know remove Kenny and just leave the rest of the coaches to kind of handle it? Uh, you know what? I will leave it up to whoever my interim coach is going to be. But I know
2: my interim coach wouldn't be most likely one of the guys on the bench right now. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, but I I will I will leave it up to my interim coach. You want to keep these guys around? If the guys want to stay around? You know that. They, they may not want to stay once Kenny's gone, because a lot of the time your head coach provides you covered. So you know you, you may not just want to just, just want to be there. But I, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of just go ahead and cutting and bait right now, uh, for several reasons. And, and the biggest reason is hopefully with interim coach here you can have a little hope, and you can bring back your you know your your fans. You know, you can start to get maybe get some more bodies in in the M center because you know having games with you know three, four, five thousand people is also embarrassing. You know, maybe at least with interim good guy you can get like yeah, six, seven, get a yeah, get a little bit more interest in yeah, there. You get the more interest, you get people hope, and uh, and it's also signals too because you know I, I've said this before on on Wake Up Five Hundred Two and I've said it on Twitter a bazillion times. I'm, I'm gonna say it again. If you are a true blue blood program and you consider yourself to be one of the top six to seven college basketball programs of all time, what would they do? What would the other blue blood programs do? Right? Right. Like we know what Kentucky would do. Kentucky's fire winning coaches for less offenses than this. True. <laughs> I'm serious. Very I'm, true. Kenny Payne would have made it through last year. As soon as the seasons over, the Cat fans would have packed, had this whole house packed up and ready to go. Yeah,
1: now nah, you ain't lying. What, what would Kansas do? Yeah, I mean Billy Clark Gillespie literally had he was coach of the year in the SEC, and the next year he came was out, gone. He was gone. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's no, it's a slight way. Like, like what would Kansas do? Or North Carolina or, or Duke? How long was Matt Doherty in North Carolina? Two years, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Went long. No, that's that's what I'm saying. You know, like these guys, and they were winning at a much higher clip.
2: Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, these guys were winning at a much higher clip. They weren't winning high enough. Like, what did LSU do to Ed Ordron two years after he won the national championship? Crackdorp more won more games than Kenny last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but but think about it. Like, like what did LSU uh do to Ed Ordron? Two years ago, he won, he won his national championship. Yeah. And then he's fired because he couldn't beat his rival, Alabama. And the team wasn't looking as good as it was before. It's a results-based business. Yes. It, but you said it most most importantly. It's a business. Yeah. And I think a lot of times as fans forget the fact that this is a billion-dollar, well, i just call it basketball. It's a $100 million business.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, you ain't lying. Hey, I tell you what, hey we got a call in online. We got Jay has uh, hopping in early today. Jay, what's going on with you, man? I popped in
3: early. Early ain't the early ain't
1: the word. <laughs> yeah, you know
3: I'm saying, man,
1: get, man, get Kenny Payne on out of here, man. <laughs> yeah, Jay, I, I, I'm, I'm, this, this last two games, this, this Arkansas State and uh, Depaul game, I think that just did it for just about everybody, right?
3: Man, it, it, it's just going rapid man on social media, man. It's crazy. And Rashawn, me, you talk last night, man, me, you talk all the time, man, and I know how the way you feel the things going through your mind and the things going through my mind. Listen, Rashawn. Yes sir. If something doesn't work, you don't know nothing about it, man. It's time to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's what well, it what's like what are we doing? What's the point? Sonic Man, the
3: whole stab need to come on way from there. Come on, come on, come on, Danny Manning, you too. Come on, to come on out of here. Come on, come on. You don't know shit. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love my, love, love my heart. Come on, come on, come on. Clear the house. Revamp. Bring the fans back. Bring the community back. Bring little back. Like Jeff Broad did, man. You have to go out and get the right people, man. And man, this city here is hurting. We're losing money after money after money. We're paying for a coach that ain't doing nothing. You're making three and a half million dollars per year, sir, and you haven't done nothing but won eight and thirty-six games, eight and eight losses and thirty-six losses, eight wins and thirty-six losses. You. How you benefiting your program, sir? You're talking about God. God ain't got nothing to do with it. We all love Jesus. We all love him. But at the end of the day, man, this is a business. This is a five-star basketball program in the country. We're losing revenue. we losing everything, the fans, everything, man. Kenny, is, get your – going back on 64 East. Going, that's where you got to love that. But right now, you don't have no care, no love for Louisville. And you played her. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm frustrated, I, man. I'm frustrated.
1: I, I, can, I can tell. That's why you're going to get me thrown off the air. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: Rashad, I know you want to do some things, but I know your heart, I know your mind, but I know you want to cut in so bad.
1: Do, Rashad, can you blame me? I mean, I, it's it's just it's one of those things. It's been a mess for a while. It's unfortunate. I, I hate it for everybody involved. I definitely hate it for the players because you know, they they gotta sit through this. This has been two years of neither you know, none of these guys have gotten the experience of of you know being a Louisville basketball player for real. You Not at all. I mean that 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 is the thing that I hate. You know what I'm saying? Brandon Huntley Hatfield, you know, love him, hate him. He deserves better than this. Sky Clark deserves better than this. The kids last year, L Ellis and crew deserve better than this. All these kids deserve better than this. You know, and I hate it, and, and it's one of those things where, you know, J.J. Trainer's not been around the last couple of games, and it's crazy uh, how much worse this team is when he's not out there because he's one of those kids. I give J.J. all the credit in the world because he's been at Louisville through some of the worst, if not the worst, era of Louisville basketball, and he still comes out there and plays hard. He goes out there and mm-hmm. gives everything he has, and he deserves better than that. And that's the biggest thing that I have. I, I'm frustrated, you know, I, this is not about the players. I don't dog any of the players. That's why when everybody was on the players last year talking about, we, Kenny Payne needs to get some talent in here. He ain't got the talent he needs. That was bull crap. These players are good enough to be way better than this product that's being put out there. They aren't being prepared properly, and that's why it looks bad. I hate it for the players more than anybody else because they have to sit here, you know, when you're going in there and playing in front of 2,500, 3,000 fans, because, you know, how worthless and terrible this product is. that You're getting cheated of your college experience, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I do. I hate it for all of them, man. That's why I don't, you know, anybody who's going on, you know, Jalen Withers going to North Carolina, uh, LL is going down to Arkansas. I don't, you know, have a problem with any of those guys moving on because nobody wants to be around that, you know. What I mean, it's I'm yes,
3: gonna let sir. You go. You, you've been covering sports for the last 20-something years, maybe 30 years. What is what's your thinking now of the AD, University of Louisville, and some of the, uh, the board committee? What's the next move? I mean, what's the move that, you would, that, that if you was in the leadership role, what would you do?
1: I mean, Josh is in a tough spot. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I know that there's conversations of is he just going to look to, to move on from Kenny? Is he going to just promote one of the coaches from within? Mike Rutherford on his show yesterday said he thinks they may be looking to just remove all the coaches from the situation. Um, you know, to me, I, I think that I, all I know is this, they need to have a veteran guy in there, whether it be, Danny Manning, because at least he has experience. Like, I wouldn't go to Nolan Smith. I know a lot of people have talked about Nolan Smith being the, the head coach, the interim head coach. Nolan Smith only has – last year was only his second year as an active bench coach. Okay, he only did one year on the bench at Duke as a coach. Before that, he was a director of ops, and before that, he was a graduate assistant. He only spent one year as a bench coach at Duke. So it's not like Nolan Smith had, you know, five, eight, ten years of watching Coach K. Nolan Smith is very, very green for the position. So literally, he had Coach K's last year coaching at Duke, and then one year under Kenny Payne. That's not the dude that I want to see coaching the team he just doesn't have the experience he doesn't have what's needed I know everybody loves Nolan because he's young and his dad played here at Louisville he's not ready to be a head coach of anything Um, you know so I, I, I would not go that route either I'm looking to you know, let Danny Manning co- coach this thing out or then or bring in somebody from the outside like a Mark Lieberman um, who, you know, has at least experience and can go out there and at least put this team in a position to put their best foot forward, you know, for the rest of the year. But that would be what I would do and then just look, uh, you know, for, for, you know, the coaching candidates once March came around. Jay, that would be my personal opinion.
3: Rashawn, I'm going to let you go, but you go one more thing that uh, <clears throat> you want to join Wake Up 502, you can check us out next Friday night. Yes, sir. At, uh, you know, uh, Rashawn and myself and the gang, we're doing our, our toy drive there. And uh, come on out and meet us and greet us for the holiday season. It's always, you know, there are always always some cheers and joys around us anyway. But, but at the end of the day, it's a business. We, we, we talk business and we talk, you know, legitimate sports or whatever. But but it hurts. And uh, Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, Money Joe, Jay Harris, Wake up 502. It's always been a
1: pleasure, Sean. There we go. I appreciate it, Jay. Thanks so much. And uh yeah, that's that's right. We'll be out there uh next Friday night, more shenanigans, 4521 Barstown Road. We'll be there for Game Day 502, 730 to 930 p.m. Come out, check us out live. We'll be taking you up to uh Christmas karaoke that's gonna be starting around ten o'clock. There more shenanigans, so definitely would love to see you guys come out there. We are collecting unwrapped toys for for boys and girls in the local community. So if you want to bring an unwrapped toy, please bring that with you. We have the donation box there. In fact, you only have to wait. You can go out there to forty five twenty one. Barstown Road right now. The box is there. It's been there for the last couple of weeks, so we are continuing to collect uh, for, for young people here uh, in the city. So uh, definitely uh, come on out. But we will be out there uh, taking you up. Haven. Hey, we were out there doing karaoke last night, it was jumping at more shenanigans, man. It was It was going down. I know it was. I'm telling you. Yeah, it was a good night. Everybody, you know, all those good people over there, uh, Marissa, Miss Krista, uh, and everybody else, great food. I got me pepper. Uh, they uh, do pizza. They are one of the, the few, uh, you know, sports bars that, that actually does pizza. They have really good pizza. Cracker crust, got a large pepperoni. It was wonderful. Uh, so you know, make sure you all get out there and make and, and tell them that, that uh, Wake Up 502 sent you. You're listening to Rashawn J has Haven Harrington on the line uh, talking a little sports. So so give a shout out to Miss Crystal Tell her I said hi, and that would make her day. Uh, but I, I tell you what, Hey, uh, I, I agree with pretty much everything. Uh, that, that Jay said, it, you know, he just kind of, you know, uh, echoes the frustrations that everybody has. Texter uh, in says, uh, "Good morning, wake up 502 main event, the transfer portal culture." He see, He keeps doing it. transfer portal culture. That's a very difficult phrase to say out loud. Texter. Uh, he says, "I have nothing to say about KP because it's ridiculous, and the KP mafia are still depending him." Says, "Why did Josh Heard meet with the players?" He needs to meet with KP and a new coach. <laughs> well, yeah, I agree, I agree with that. Um, and there are some that are still defending them, But, yeah, the whole more time, people. This is – Haven, we talked about this on the drive-in. Co- coaches, you know, I've listened to some old coaches. I heard Jim Beheim talking about it. They interviewed him. I listened to, uh, you know, Coach Eves when he was on talking uh, during the week. Where people want to talk about it, take this win-now culture, and this is you know people want to win now, and there's no patience. Patience isn't really a part of college athletics anymore. Like the transfer portal has completely changed the calculus on the time frame to be able to put a team together, to to have a successful product. Uh, it's no longer about bringing in freshmen. And you know, having to let those freshmen get you know get mature and learn the system over you know two or three seasons, and then they're going to really be good, and that's when you're going to be able to evaluate. That's not really the way it's done anymore. Um, you know, with with the transfer market, the transfer portal, teams are getting old and staying old because they can basically plug and play players every year. And especially with uh, apparently this new um, federal mandate that looks like it may be going down to where they're going to allow players to unlimitedly. Transfer without having to sit out. Did you see that this morning, Haven? I did not. Yeah, that looks like that because they, you know there was an injunction in California where a judge, a federal judge, had put an injunction saying that players would be able. You know, there were certain players that uh, had their transfer blocked because it was their second transfer. He put an injunction allowing those players to play, um, and now apparently they've gotten with that those uh, those federal prosecutors, and they're trying to come to a, a happy agreement, which sounds like players are going to be able to make transfers unlimited without having to sit out. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that, but I, I would agree with you. I think that's just, um, <laughs> is going to breed more kind of, you know, craziness. But, you know, that, that's, that's what it looks like maybe coming down the pipe. So we'll have to wait and see on that. But there are several teams that have players that were ruled ineligible, a couple of them for uh, West Virginia, in fact, uh, that West Virginia said they're going to have those players suited up and ready to play today because of this federal injunction. Um, so, yeah, yeah, more going on. The, 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 power, um, the power dynamic in college athletics has definitely shifted heavily to the players now. Um, you know, that that's where they're at. Um, and they're trying to get as many of these kids opportunities, but yeah, I I agree with you Haven. I I don't mind the one time transfer, but you know, if you're allowing the kids to transfer two and three times, I just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a bit much, but you you know,
2: one of the things that sets up is guys going to a school a year never really settling down to like to learn the system or anything of that nature. And it creates like a lot of instability. And I, I think in the end it doesn't help the players at all either. Because, you know, as as you start to move around, you go from system to system to system to system, you know, it, it takes a little while for, you know, your body to mature. But more importantly, you know, a lot of times, especially in football. Uh, I, th- I think this is where basketball is a bit different, but especially in football, you know, when you have to learn so many different systems. It could take a year almost, if not longer, sometimes to learn a new offensive or, or defensive scheme, right? Yeah. You know, and it's and it could take a while for you to jail, for you to finally get them. I mean, how many times have we seen guys come here and it takes them two to three years before like the light goes off and they get it, right? Right,
1: and to become that player, we always thought they were going to be, you know, when they came out. That's even four or five star dude. Well, I, and honestly, Haven, I think at the end of the day, what it's going to take? And this is this is the whole thing from the beginning. I think it's going to take. It's going to be up to the people around them. It's just kind of like uh, understanding and managing your finances. It's one of those things where you know people can't say, "Well, you can't have your money," or, "Or I'm going to hold on your money for it because I don't trust you to be able to handle it." They need to have people around them that are going to. Do the right things for them and by them. And so, you know, it's going to be about the parents. It's going to be about the 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 support structure, you know, helping them to make competent decisions because I I think they're going to need help. You're going to have young people, of course, they're going to get frustrated and flustered. Like my son, when it comes to basketball, I'm, you know, I've already advised him, you know, it's going to be more than likely in your best interest to take a red shirt if you can and not even play next year so you can get bigger and stronger because you are a year behind. But it's going to be, it's going to take parents coming out and really helping those young people to make, Big, big decisions but I, I don't mind giving them the power let's just hope they have people around them that are gonna help them to make the best decisions but i tell you what we're up against it uh one hour in the book saving harrington uh it was when we come, yeah i'm telling you we, we come back we're gonna get in a little bit of this football may maybe a little bit more KP conversation and much much more this is wake up 502 on the big X whatever you
0: say I am if I wasn't then why would I say I am in the paper the news every
1: What's the meaning of V-A-P-O-R-S? The meaning of this word without no doubt. Means nobody wanna be that one down and out. Now when you established and got a lot of money, everybody wanna be your buddy and honey. Like tall builders, they call skyscrapers. This is the season of catching the vapors And since I got time, what I'm gonna do? And tell you how they spread it throughout my crew Well, you no we'll all know T.J. Swan who sang on my records Make the music nobody be beats the Well, check it back in the days before this began And you should try to talk to this girl named Fran f- And welcome back, friend. welcome so back, hour so number two Wake up, 502. Rashad Vice Haven Harrison. take care of you. Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM. We are taking your text in, 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. Make sure you go out and visit any of your local 82,364 Thornton's locations for the best in gas, goodies, and grubs. They got it all for you. Uh, i tell you what, Haven Harrington, we got so many texts coming in. We're going to hop right on those as well. Uh, texter says um, I never dreamed that my Louisville basketball would be this bad. She said a fan for uh, 45 years uh, here uh, and and uh, at its worst, I never thought it would be like this. I keep watching because that is what I do, but this is more than disappointing. It's a disaster. That was from DD. Dee DD Dee. Dee Dee, appreciate the, the, the listen, appreciate that. You're still hanging out with us. Thank you for that. And I'm right there with you. Like, in my, you know, like they said, I remember, don't you remember back in days, Haven, when people was fussing because Louisville got like a seven seed? Or, you know, they may fall to the eight, nine seed line. And they're like, man, why would we, you know, we, we fall down to the eight, nine. We had to play a, a, a one seed in the second round. You remember them days? I remember those days when people were mad because the
2: games weren't tele- Like Every game was not televised.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, We've come so far, like it is unbelievable to, to think about where where they are right now, just compared to you know where, where we've been. Um, you know, just kind of uh, it's 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 just unbel- it's almost unfathomable to think about. Honestly, uh, you know, when when we look at, at where this program is, um, but no, I, I'm right there with you, Didi. I, I agree with you. It's it's like living in a, a alternate reality. I just saw that there was a caller that just called in. I just missed you. Give us a call back, 502-384-1450. Would love to to get you on there. I was out there uh, running my mouth. Uh, <laughs> so give, give me a call uh, right back. We'll get right to you. Um, Texter also says, uh, Brom is out here recruiting, and like everyone else said, um, I'm over here bricked on these transfers. Yeah, hey, hey, I'll tell you what. Haven Harrington is very, very excited. That's what what Haven wants to talk about. Haven wants to talk about, uh, you know, these these transfers coming in. Hey, Haven, what are you thinking about these transfers right now? I mean, he's just killing it, right? Uh, it was it Ja'Cory Brooks, the uh,
2: five-star or a high school five-star wide receiver for uh, Alabama, the guy who caught the winning touchdown pass when they beat uh, Auburn for that miracle comeback win to even get him in the college uh, playoffs? Is now a cardinal, which is it's just huge, right? You got the number one, uh, portal wide receiver, the guy from South Alabama's on campus right now. You got the number one tight end committed to you. I mean, this may be the second year in a row that we literally have the number one,
1: um, JUCO or transfer class in the country. Yes, it's been kind of a battle between Jeff Brom and and uh, Deion Sanders once again. Colorado and Louisville at the top of the heap. Yeah, I mean, you, you get to Corey Brooks. Uh, yesterday you get Corey Thorne, the the cornerback from uh UCF, six one hundred ninety pounds, great positional size for a cornerback. Uh, that's that's NFL defensive size. Um, you know, as you talked about, uh, you know, they have the number one wide receiver in the transfer portal. They got Mark Redman already. that committed the number one tight end. Uh, in the portal, uh, they brought in the two. Uh, um. Ivy League monsters uh, Thor Griffith uh and and uh Mendoza big Mendoza you know I'ma love that 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 phrase the Mendoza line <laughs> that's that's gonna be his tagline from here until he leaves the University little big six nine uh, 310 pound monster uh from Yale so uh yeah Jeff Brom is is absolutely swinging for the fences and uh, you know with the news that Ashton gelati is coming back like that is an absolute revelation. Uh, you know, the fact that Ashton is going to be back. I thought, Hey, even I didn't think there was any chance that he wasn't. I mean, I expect for Ashton to be at worst, a second day pick in the NFL draft. Uh, you know, I thought he was going to be a, a solid second or third rounder, um, at worst, uh, so to be able to have him come back a guy who probably should have won the ACC player of the year for def- uh, def- on the defensive side. Um, You know, to have him come back and announce he's going to be a part of that, and you're going to be able to pair him with Thor Griffith, uh, you know, and there's a possibility that Jermaine Lole is going to get a uh, medical year back. Um, So, I mean, when you look at the fact that Louisville could have basically this whole pass rush back, you add a guy like T.J. Capers, uh, you know, and you can continue to uh, bolster that defensive line, Um, very exciting. You got 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 Aeneas Peoples, the defensive lineman from Duke. He's in. He's visiting right now. Probably listening to Wake Up Five Hundred Two this morning.
2: Man, you know, I had. I'm like you, man. I thought there was no chance in the world that Ashton Jolite would come back. I thought for sure that he would try to go to NFL and and, and get paid.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so you know, I mean. <laughs> I'll take it. Like, like I said, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I've never, I'm not upset about it, but you know, I just can't believe, uh, you know, that that we have the opportunity to, to get this whole, just basically do this whole thing again. I know Jawar Jordan did announce that he was going to put his name uh, in for the draft. We don't know what's going to happen with Alex uh, Garendo as of yet. Um, but, you know, Louisville is going to have the opportunity. I believe the, the running back from Miami is here on campus as well. Um, so, you know, Louisville is going to reload. It's definitely a situation. This is what we talk about with the transfer portal. There is no more rebuilding anymore, even on the college football side. And it used to be a situation with football. It took you three, four, five years to really build a program. Now it's just, you know, lock, cocked, and ready to rock. I mean, that's the way they do it now. But I tell you what, we're going to go uh, back to the uh, Wake Up 502 buzz line. We have our, our new and, and latest and greatest correspondent, Miss Nisha, on the line with us. She was uh, here live in studio last week. Uh, Miss Nisha, how you doing this morning? I am good. How y'all doing this
4: morning?
1: Doing all right. Doing doing all right. Uh, We're going to have to get you some walk up music. We're going to, you know, because I like for any of our our recurring guests, you know what I'm saying? Like when we have Leanne Herring on, you know, we do the Who's That Lady. So we're going to have to find out, we're going to have to organize what's going to be your walk up music. Just kind of like the WWE, you know what I'm saying? You got to have the ring music as you walk to the ring. You know what I'm saying? So we got to get your walk up music. And I want to brand. The segment, you know what I'm saying? So, we're we gonna have to brand the segment. So, you know, I, I want your input on that because, you know, this is gonna be you. You're gonna be a, a part of this situation moving forward, you know, get, getting your thoughts on all things, uh, you know, basketball, uh, the things that's going on with the ladies, things that's going on in NBA. So, you know, I, I need to get your input. So, we're gonna get that worked out. Is that all right with you? That's all right. there we go that's what I'm talking All right. so <laughs> so so I, I I gotta get started uh nation when you know I was very very sad uh to see the way things ended uh you know for for oh. Danny Danny Buman Kelly and the, the lady volleyball cards um they go down they were up two sets to none they were up two sets to none on Pittsburgh oh, oh. What did what, what, you think about that? Like, like just kind of, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that and just, uh, you know, how the volleyball team ended the season?
4: Well, I will just give you my initial thoughts in the moment. When we went up two sets, I said, please don't be like this was three weeks ago when we went up two sets at Pitt, and they reverse swept us. And what happened? We went up two sets at Pitt once again, another reverse sweep. Honestly, it was Pitt's year. Um... Olivia Badpop, superstar freshman. She actually won ABCA Freshman of the Year. So mm-hmm. she's legit. Hats off the pit. Great season for the Cards once again. Uh, I would just like to reiterate, next year, Final Four is going to be in Louisville. We are the host city for oh, the right? Final Four volleyball tournament. Hopefully, that's an incentive for the transfer portal. We are losing our right side opposite hitter, Ico Jones. She was a six-year senior. Um, but a couple big names did hit the transfer portal. Uh, Kentucky's Reagan Rutherford, uh, 13 all American this season, absolutely killed it against Louisville. although we did sweep Kentucky. But, yeah, she did her thing. Absolutely. Also, Nebraska's Whitney Lonstein is in the transfer portal. So two big names we should be looking at but overall great season ended up with uh two uh second team all-americans uh from louisville uh louisville's Anna DeBeer the beer uh and also elena scott we also had a third team all-american uh little blocker Kara classy she actually finished with the number four hitting percentage in the country as a, a first year starter so wow, great nice. job i think we're on the up and up still and, yeah, like I said, I'm looking forward
1: to see what we can get in the transfer portal. Yeah. Also, we have some great freshmen coming in once again. Absolutely. Coach Kelly got to get on it, man. We need to get uh, any Any transfer from, the, from Nebraska, I'm taking all of them. I ain't going to lie to you, too. I, I was very happy to see that <laughs> Nebraska, uh, you know, whooped up on Pitt. On Thursday night, I was like, good, oh, yeah. go ahead and get them on up out of here.
4: <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I was hate watching. I said, I mean, Louisville was the first ACC team in the national championship game last season. I could not dare to see a pit team be the first yeah. ACC champion. So I did hate watch. So congrats to Nebraska. Whenever Louisville loses, I'm sorry. It's a DBK connection. I am going to cheer for Nebraska. <laughs> Wisconsin is out. Wisconsin beat us in the Final Four, what, yes. two seasons ago. So. Yes. Also, hate-watched them lose, so that was great. Shout-out to Texas.
1: Absolutely. There we go. Yeah, Nebraska and Texas going to be playing for it all, so, you know, good, good luck. And I'll be
4: hate-watching again because Texas beat us in the national championship last year.
1: So. yeah. Yeah.
4: Nebraska.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but only thing that scares me, Nebraska got a bunch of freshmen. Apparently, they have like one of the youngest teams in the country, <laughs> and they're they just have no like,
4: seniors. Yeah, no on seniors. Their team. That yeah. is scary.
1: That they would be the first team. Haven, look, look, Haven. I'm about to impress you with my volleyball knowledge. Oh, Nebraska. If Nebraska wins the volleyball championship, I believe that the the um it, they would be the first team. Of all, with no seniors to win the national championship in women's volleyball since 1938, how's goodness that for knowledge? <laughs>
4: Good news, Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that wild. they got some. Yeah. They got a squad up yeah. there. I honestly don't see any weaknesses. And yeah, I just knew if Pitt went down two sets, you're not reverse sleep in Nebraska. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, no. They got they're they so. just
4: too well put together,
1: well coached. They're good. Yeah. They're really good, yeah. I mean, you know, ain't nothing to do out there in the in the, in the the heartland of America. So, you know, they out there, they don't do nothing but practice. And Louisville, you know, we at least have lives and a city and things to do. So I, I, I'm just going to say that no life is the reason why they're that that good. So <laughs> I'm just going to be petty like that. The
4: did have 92,000 people show yeah. up for a volleyball
1: That's game. That's crazy. So. That is insane. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing better to do out there. Absolutely. All right. Well. Yeah. Really yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So flipping the page over, Jeff Walls, uh, you know, and uh, UofL, they are on the road, heading a big showdown. I, I'm not sure if it's going to be in Gamble or where exactly up in Connecticut. It seems like Connecticut hasn't been back down here since we whooped them at the crib uh, several years ago. But Louisville's heading up the road. They're going to be up at UConn noon on Fox. Um, in my personal opinion, Louisville has been disrespected. Um, it has been unbelievable um, just the fact that they, you know, just where their rankings are, um, you know, they're either 17th or 18th, depending on which poll you look at for both UConn and U uh, L. So you're talking about two teams at just about the same spot uh, in the top 25. It's very odd to see these two teams this far down in the rankings. Um, I personally feel that Louisville has been um, disrespected the whole year. Um, in terms of where they've been rated. Uh, what are you thinking about this one? I, you know, I, I know Paige Beckers is back for, for UConn, um, but that has not necessarily um, kept UConn from taking some losses early. Uh, what are you thinking about this? It's, it's, I, I, I think Will was only beaten UConn at UConn uh, once in their history, so I know it's going to be tough sledding going up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what, what are you thinking about this one?
4: Honestly, I'm feeling really confident just because of um, the ball movement that we have. Yeah. I think we're a very unselfish team, so it doesn't matter who's hot. As long as someone gets hot, I honestly think this should be a win. Okay. Once again on the road. Um, I don't know what is going on up in stores, but can we talk about Utah? All these injuries they yeah. had this season. They have three players out for the season at the moment. That's Their wild. Star guard Ivy Fudd that's suffered an ACL and meniscus tear. She's out. Uh, they have a sophomore Ayanna Peterson. I believe she's out for the season. They just announced another player on Friday that was out. That's wild. It's it's not looking good. I mean, and then you look at last season. What Paige Beckers was out for an ACL. The yeah, year so two, two she was two years in a row. I some went, of yeah. Fracture that kept her out for like 19 games. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't want to read too much into it, but they cannot stay healthy up in Yukon. I don't know what's going on with that program. That should be addressed, I would imagine. Your star players can't stay healthy and they get injured in practice. And in the off season. Some strength and conditioning coaches, I'm like, you need to have a
1: spotlight put on them. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, but that's the one thing. UConn never suffers for talent, so, you know, I ain't going to never cry for Gino because, you know, you're replacing one five-star high force. I mean, I know they aren't necessarily recruiting to the level that they were in the early 2000s, but still, they, they still get the best of the best. Uh, you know, for, for the most part. So, you know, I ain't going to never, uh, you know, shed too many tears for, for, for uh, Mr. R. He's, he's done it for a long time. Uh, but, no, I, I agree with you. I think that this Louisville team, I, I think the thing that separates them is that this is probably the thing about watching this team is that this is probably the best defensively that I've seen this team since Angel McCautry was there like like when, when you had angel and that crew that team was just a standout defensively and of course angel was kind of the head of the the snake with that because she was just uh, just a, a, such an unbelievable athlete but this team has so many you know young ladies out there that are tall and long and athletic that, I mean, it just makes it difficult to do anything. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it mm-hmm. is it, that's where I think it sets this team apart because offensively they're kind of hot and cold. Sometimes they they turn the ball over a bit too much. But defensively, they bring it every night. You know, I mean, yeah. because, I, you know, what we saw against Kentucky when, when they uh, beat UK the other night, they didn't necessarily have it offensively. They turned the ball over way too much. But they basically just kind of bullied the Wildcats in the, in the submission. Yeah. You know, like like I think that's probably um, the biggest thing. Um, whether it be Aaliyah Love, whether it be Kiki Jefferson, uh, you know, whether it be um, you know any anybody out there. I mean, even Olivia Cochran, who's gotten in such great shape now, um, she's out there pressuring the ball. It just that they just smother you. Uh, it's very impressive mm-hmm. to watch. And I think as the offense gets better, they're going to do nothing but go on the up and up. So I agree with you. I think they're going to get it done. Uh, you know, I I think that one way or the other, um, Louisville gets that victory. Uh, send the you know send UConn home with the Huskies with another loss. I, that would just make my my heart happy. It may at least let me uh, take my mind off Kenny Payne for a little bit.
4: <laughs> America is always happy when Kim Mulkey and Gina Orriama are moving
1: yes yes absolutely absolutely well hey I, I've been over here uh trying to figure out some some up music I know we're gonna uh, get, gonna be uh uh letting you go in, in a hot little second but uh let, let's see if you if you like this one for, for, for your walkout music uh h- how's this one let's see hold on oh hold on I got turn to turn the turn it works if you actually turn on the sound huh? oh look look we lost Oh, she haven she did not want to listen to my walk up music. That makes me sad. No, 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 no. See, she got off the lines so to turn the radio. They
2: hear them in stereo. Ah,
1: that's what it was. Okay, well, here, what you think about this, haven Harrison, What do you think? <laughs> yeah.
0: B-boy. I've been for you since a what you
1: think about little MC Light? What do you think? What do you think? Uh, maybe a
2: different MC light song.
1: Okay. Okay. Got, got a bunch of, we're going to have to work it out. We're going to get on there. Miss Nisha, appreciate you giving a call in. Thank you so much for that. Uh, you know, that just uh, her insights are going to be very, very valuable. Um, I definitely want to get with her. There's so much going on, uh, in the NBA is now uh, as well. I wanted to get with her, her opinions on, um, you know, this in season tournament, LeBron and, and AD and crew got it done. You know, people are already trying to you know, <laughs> try to add that as a feather of the cap now in the argument of LeBron versus MJ is that, you know, Michael never won an in season tournament title. <laughs> so you know, I I wanted to get her thoughts on that. But uh Uh, Very interesting, uh, but I definitely appreciate her uh, giving a call. we got Texas flying in, uh, Texas left and right. So let's see. Hold on. Texas says, Nisha's intro should be Stephanie Stephanie McMahon's intro. Queendom or Trish Stratish, time to rock and roll. I like it. You know what? Hey, you know. See, look, Texas coming in strong. That's what I'm talking about. As always absolutely I mean, we might have to check those out we're gonna let uh, miss Nisha check out both of those I'm gonna send them to her. I appreciate that uh, we also have a text that says um it says this is what I tell my kids and KP if you fail to prepare you prepare to fail yes absolutely no it, it, I'm telling you like the this team loses the way that they lose because of the work that they do in May and June and July this is not an in season problem the reason that they are so bad in so many areas is because of inept preparation during the off season. Uh, You know, that like that, that to me is the the biggest problem, man, is that if you don't have championship preparedness, you know, coaches always say you win championships in June. Championships are not won in August and, 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 you know, September championships are won in the summertime. You know, the sacrificing that you do the, the, the uh, you know, the, the repetitions that you get, at that time, is when it what makes it happen, and with the product that they put out there, I'm gonna be honest with you. Hey, you know, what is the first first time that I really had questions about the Kenny Payne thing, besides the fact of all the organizational issues to get started? You know, when my first thing I had a really, really bad fe- season, uh, feeling about how that season was gonna go, what's that? The literal red white scrimmage that first year, I went out there, it was me, it was my son, Jay has came out with this to the game and when I watched that red white scrimmage and I saw our guards driving down the lane wide open lanes jumping in the air with no one around them and turning and trying to throw the ball back outside instead of taking the layup or the dunk or whatever was there I was like what is happening and the players came out after the game and said that well the coaches told us that we had to hit the paint but we had to throw the ball out and make sure that we had at least two or three drives to the paint before we took a shot. And literally, you're teaching kids that in the game of basketball, if you have a wide open lane that you have to throw the ball out before you shoot it, you can't teach like that. Like, the game dictates what t- shot you take. So if you are, you know, if the defense is, is slacking, you know, and they allow you to get into the lane, you take that ball and you go dunk on somebody's head. You don't make them throw the ball out anyway because, A, that's letting your defense off the hook for not being in proper rotation and being in proper position to stop that guy from going down the lane. And, B, it creates bad habits for the offense jumping into the air throwing the ball. And, honestly, that was literally the first time where I was like, yeah, this don't even look right at all. And I had not been in any of the practices. But when I saw that product that they put out there in the first red-white scrimmage, I had humongous questions. And then they backed that up with their performance against Lenore Ryan, what, four or five nights later when they lost to them? But, I mean, just that, like honestly, man, this has been something that has just been a uh, an absolute disaster from, from the jump street. And, and I hate to see it for everybody involved. The texter also says, uh, the basketball team, uh, are, are going? Uh, uh, said, oh, the basketball team games are going to be tape delayed again, and watch the game at 11:30 after the news. Oh, I remember them days. I, I, I don't know what's worse—the tape delayed games or the fact that all their games have been on streaming except for what two in the month of November? They had two games that got televised, <laughs> and then you had the Depaul game the other night. That was only their third televised game. Uh, now they're getting getting into a more of a regular schedule just because football's kind of been put on the back burner, college football. But yeah, yeah, those 11:30 tape delay games, yikes, and that's that's the worst. Uh, let's see, Texter says um, he said whoever people the KP Mafia were comp- comparing KP to uh, Brianna Taylor, they're fools. I I haven't heard of the Brianna Taylor. KP, I, I saw somebody mention on Twitter about I've, that. Yeah, I've heard it once. It's, I,
2: I've only heard it once, but I, I, I noticed a couple of folks calling in to some of the calling shows, talking about what's it for Brianna Taylor and that whole incident. Then we wouldn't have Kenny Payne.
1: Basically, just him because he's black to make the black people happy. Blah oh, blah. Oh, okay. I, I, so that's the correlation. I'm like, what does the yeah, KP? Yeah, that's the correlation. That's that's bunk. Oh, yeah. That is that is all bunk. They,
2: Kenny Payne got the job. Honestly, when they first announced that Kenny Payne's going to get the job, a lot of people were very excited. I mean, a lot of folks were very excited. I would say the majority of the Cardinal fan base was excited. You know, you get a former Cardinal, won a national championship, played in Denny Crum, uh, sat on a bench next to Calipari for 10-plus years, uh, was an executive with the Knicks, so, you know, you're thinking at worst you're getting a guy that should be able to at least recruit. And that's what he told you. You know, is I got the best of both worlds. I got Nike connections. I got Adidas connections. Uh, he went and hired the son of uh, the founders of Rock Nation to come and, you know, be a chief of staff for the, for the basketball program, what, what have you. So you're thinking, you know, we got all these shoe connections. You can't beat this
1: yeah and then we had (laughs) happened and and look it's one of those things where definitely there had been a lot of people that had you know with the Chris with the you know when before Chris Mack was hired there was a lot of conversation about minority hires and and stuff from former players and then you know of course letting the uh, former players have input on who the next coach was so I mean there was definitely a lot of um, conversation and, and people that wanted to have that happen, but that was around well before, uh, Brianna Taylor ever happened. I mean, that, that was going on right after Rick Pitino was dismissed. There was people that were, you know, talking about, you know, the possibility of bringing in a minority hire. Um, and, and you know, definitely it's awesome to see a minority hire. I just want you to hire somebody, you know, like I said, I, I would love to have a minority hire in there, uh, and, and, and see a, a black coach in the seat, but. So, you know what? So with that being the case then.
2: I just need him to be able to coach. So I'm, I'm gonna say this. So, <laughs> who would you like to see as Louisville State head coach? I, I know for me, as soon as Rick Pitino left, I was always a big Mark Jackson guy. You know, I'm gonna tell you what. Or, or should we go with? So, I'm gonna give you like, like 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 my top two. Right?
1: Uh, hold, 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 hold. We see got that, break coming. That's up. what we call a teaser. We're going to have this conversation when we get back. Biz Markie's going to take us to break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to hear the coaches that Haven Harrington and myself want. If you want to tell you tell us your coaches, 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. Give us your thoughts as well. You can still give us a call. we got a few minutes left. 502-384-1450. You can give us a call as well. But we'll be back, and that's what we call a radio teaser. Haven, you're such a professional. Good job. I remember when he used to fight every day What grown us would tell him he would never obey He wore pants hanging down and his sneakers untied And a Raza-type can tilted to, to, to the side Around the neighborhood people treated him. I'm glad y'all set it off. Used to
0: be harsh, now you just wet soft But you was down with the AK And now I see you on a video with Mission Lake, Looking like straight bozos I saw it coming, that's why I went solo and kept on stomping. Well, y'all f- move straight out of county living with the whites, one big house and not another f- in sight. I started off with too much cargo, drop boy. F- now I'm making all the dope White man just fooling, didn't n- attitudes. Who you fooling? Y'all f- just phony. I put that on my mama and my dead hoes. Yellow boys on your team, so you're losing. Hey, yo, Drake, I stick.
1: Producing, calling me, I and welcome back, welcome back, last segment of the show. Wake Up 502, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. We are the Big X, WXVW is going down on a Saturday morning. Been a very spirited show. A little No Vaseline, Ice Cube coming back. Man, one of the best albums ever. That certificate, man, was just ridiculous just that whole album like i'm a huge huge fan but i tell you what we teased it before the break we were having conversations i actually had to to hold off on some of my thoughts haven harrington uh you know I, i know you asked about you know what coaches um i would i would be interested in in terms of talking about names or who i'd like to see next um, you know, once this whole Kenny Payne thing and this season comes to a close, uh, I'm going to ask you first just your, your, your thoughts on it. Like, are you still – because I remember, you know, the list that we had previously. You know, I, I, I remember some of those guys. I remember talking about Bruce Pearl. I remember, uh, you know, so, some of those guys. Like, has your list changed much? It had, you know what? It has. You know, the top of my list was always Mark
2: Jackson. Yes, he was always number one. And now Mark Jackson is fallen to number two on my list. Okay. So number, you know what? So I'm-, I'm gonna go number three. Okay. Number three on my list to replace one Kenneth Payne, the first, <laughs> would be Jerome Tang of Kansas State. Okay. Now, Jerome is already, Mr. Tang has already been angling for the job. But like ever since it ever since it was official, it wasn't going to fire Kenny Payne. He's
1: been dropping, like not having any hints. He's pretty much been like, dude, hire me. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, he's talking about un- being unhappy with the, with the uh, you know, athletic department hey, Kansas and the people State. at Kansas State. So, yeah, it, feel, it definitely feels like it's very pointed to say, oh, hey. You know, of course it is. He's like, if, if the Lord tells me <laughs> I need to move
2: on and knock me out, if the Lord tells him, well, I'm not going to coach anymore, I'll do that too. But if he tells me that move to Louisville, Kentucky, because job opens up for Kenny Payne, then how do the Lord tells me to do? Yeah. But mm-hmm. honestly, I just want drum team for one reason, one reason only. What's that? So I can make all sorts of Lutane clan uh, references. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and reference to his basketball team, like
1: Lutane clan T-shirts. Have a whole thing just ready to go for Lou Tang clan. I can see a Cardinal bird with the wings forming like the Wu Tang W. I can see it already. Of course, the, right? mer- the, and it, it, the it, merchandise sells itself. It does loot for Louisville.
2: Tang clan. Perfect. I mean like I like it. Yeah. I like it. So number two on my list is Mark Jackson. Yes, number sir. one. And I, I know this is gonna be very controversial for, for Cardinal fans, but but hear me out. So I know, you know, we think we can't get any coaches that's been in trouble because we've been in so much trouble <laughs> with NCAA already. You know, we have to make a a a, a, a pick that has a clean record, it's clean o's and blah, 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 yackety-schmackety, blah, blah, blah. Dude, this is college basketball, Inc. Unlike Kenny Payne, this is about wins and losses. And it comes down to wins and losses, so give me one Chris Beard. The man is a proven winner. He's done it in multiple schools. Great recruiter. And I think with the resources we have here as a basketball program with the tradition and facilities to back it up, I, I think that's a home run hire. And I, I, I understand the, the baggage that comes with them. But you know what? We kept Rick Pitino on staff after the Karen Cypher scandal. And let's be honest, 80% of coaches, 80% of schools would have fired Rick after Karen Cypher. We kept him. Two or three scandals later, we still we still kept him. We rehired Bobby Petrino. Need I say more? Go get Chris Beard. Let's win. Because once you start winning, all the other stuff falls to the wayside and will fall quickly to the wayside. I'm just saying.
1: Wow. Haven hey, Harrison, I am shocked at you. I am shocked that Chris Beard is at the top of your list. I am shocked that you have succumbed to the win at all cost nature of college athletics. I am appalled that that would be the first thing that would come out of your mouth. And I totally agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Let me tell you something. <laughs> hey. I don't know if it's just the fact that watching what I've watched over the last three years from Chris Mack just checking out. I'm going to tell y'all something. Chris Mack didn't coach that last year. Y'all can say that that was a Chris Mack coach team. Chris Mack did not coach them kids at all. Chris Mack was done. He never – after Dino extortion and then Neely getting on his tail, he was done with Louisville basketball. He didn't coach that last team. That was a Ross McMains, Mike Pegues coach team. So with having a Pegues-McMains – mashup two years ago, Kenny Payne last year and Kenny Payne this year. I don't know if that has impacted my thinking, but Chris Beard is nine and zero at Ole Miss. The players that he gets at Ole Miss are like hand-me-downs compared to what you're going to get at the University of Louisville and truthfully, what University of Louisville already has in some, you know, what is shapes and forms right now? I am definitely on the like. I understand there's baggage, as you said, Haven Harrington. I understand that you know the, the court of public of opinion is gonna have some issues with that. But you know what? Louisville tried to save face with taking those kids, Damian Lee and Trey Lewis, out of the tournament to try to appease the NCAA try to save face. They fired Rick Patino without even going through due process to try to save face. And what has that gotten the university of Louisville over the last six, seven years, Trying to save face and trying to do things for the court of public opinion. What has it done for Louisville? Where are we at right now as a basketball program? So I say damn savings uh, face and go out there and treat college athletics. What it is. Big business and win at all costs. Because at the end of the day, we don't care if you're a nice guy. We don't care if we graduate all your players. We don't care if your players are fine, upstanding players in the community. Yes, you know, Florida had, um, uh, what's his name? What's the quarterback uh, that, that, at Florida when they won the back-to-back championships? What's his name? Uh, Tebow. D- T- Tim Tebow as the righteous face of the Florida Gators. But all at the same time. In the back uh, back rooms, Pouncey, and and all the rest of them. Heck, yeah, a, a certified killer. <laughs> doing all types of stuff in the background. Dude, you had a certified killer in Hernandez on that team. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is college athletics. They don't care about none of that stuff. As long as you're winning, they don't care. It cures everything. So, yes, Chris Beard is a- absolutely um, – a despicable dude, you know, at least from what was uh asserted. Now, of course, all the charges were dropped. We all know what happened. But at the end of the day, I don't want to go home and have dinner with none of these people cuz I don't know none of them. I don't trust anybody. Like anybody who's in a position of power. I don't know what these guys are doing when they get you know, when they leave the work. I don't know what the people that I work for what they do when they leave and go home. But you know what? If you can do the job, and you don't do anything illegal on the job, then go out there and do the job. I agree with you. Chris Beard would be an absolute. He's probably the best coach in college basketball right now, outside of maybe Bill Self, and that's debatable. So if you have an opportunity to get him, get him. Go get him. Uh, texter says Jay Wright, which I would totally agree. If you can get Jay Wright to come out of uh, retirement, um. I would do that tomorrow. We all know that Josh Hurd has a relationship with Jay Wright because he was the associate athletic director at Villanova. Um, so, I mean, if, if he could talk Jay into coming, that would probably be the only dude that I would more, you know, I would take over Chris Beard just because of the whole, you know, he doesn't have the <laughs> baggage. Yeah. So like, if you can get Jay Wright, that would be my number one, but that's more of a, like I don't see any reason why Jay Wright would come out of retirement but unless he you just know, got the bug to you Beard would again. jump.
2: Oh, absolutely! To
1: come to this, to this, absolutely.
2: Come to I mean, Texas has more money than we do, but Texas don't have the tradition. But he's
1: yet. not at Texas anymore. He got fired no, from Texas. No, no, I, I he got fired from Texas, but that's like the biggest of like, that. Oh, absolutely! But for, but for schools a bank. I mean, it's like Texas. Has I mean, more he money would leave Ole Miss in a heartbeat. This whole of miss. course. <laughs> he of would course. leave Ole Miss as an undefeated team right now to come coach. Well, see, and I didn't mention Ole Miss because. They're not even on the same level. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I mean, he, no, so so Texas said Jay Wright, Chris Beard, Rick Pitino. We know that ain't happening. Uh, Shaka Smart and Richard Pitino. Not really sure. I want Richard Pitino. I like Richard. He's a nice dude. I know he's coaching well out at New Mexico, but I, you know, I just no, no, no. I don't want the 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 <laughs> little Rick like trying to recapture the magic of Big Rick. There's only one one Rick Pitino, so.
2: You know, it's, it's almost like trying. And I to, love the
1: Shaka Smart. Like that would probably be my list right there. That J Wright, Chris Beard, Shaka Smart. I like those three.
2: Well, you no, know, to me, like hiring Rich Patino is like when, uh, Georgetown tried to hire Jt three. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: It just, I mean, you just, you just can't do it. it you know, it's like, it's almost like like when we tried to, when well, we tried to, but when we did, hire, you know, uh, Petrino for the second time around, it almost never worked.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it just, it just, it just doesn't. There, yeah, no, nah, I'm not a fan. And and the people talking about Mick Cronin, uh, Mick Cronin's a good coach, but like they live UCLA just gave that man like a twenty million dollar buyout. That's not happening. And I would I would be on the fence about Mick Cronin anyway. Mick is a good coach, and he's a dude that you would come in there and absolutely be able to be a contender immediately. You know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're going to come out there and they're going to be they're going to be able to make a tournament with Rick, Mick Cronin immediately. But I mean, it's kind of like having Chris Mack light. And, and I don't have an issue with Chris Mack. Like Chris Mack is an excellent coach. I wish he was still the coach at Louisville. I just would have wished he wouldn't have had his emotional meltdown. Like you talk about being mentally tough with your players, but you completely allow Neely Bendipudi Bindipu, to psych you out and crush your spirit. You let somebody who has nothing to do with basketball completely get in your head and you ruin your whole own basketball career Yeah, because of that. And, 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 you know, anybody that's that mentally soft, you know, regardless of how good a coach you are, that's just, uh, (laughs) you know, I ain't going to never let the next man mess up my bread. Like, you know, somebody who has nothing to do with me, you know, and has nothing to do with the job. I still got a job to do, and Chris Mack completely allowed that to derail him. I was, I was very sad about that. You know, I wish he was still here, but um, yeah, I mean, Mick Cronin, I just—he's a good coach, but a, it's not going to happen because of the buyout, and b, it just, you know, he's just all right. I, I, I think that now, you know, what I will say this: we had Texas a yes, and
2: money, maybe. Oh, to go get Mick Cronin? It, w- it wouldn't matter. We had Texas a money. It I mean, matter. well, heck? You know, they just.
1: <laughs> They just bought out, uh, Dabo, uh, uh not Dabo, Jimbo, 76 uh, Jimbo, seventy-six million dollars to go out and get Mike Elko. <laughs> you paid eighty million dollars to get Mike Elko. Do you, do you feel like that's a good investment? Eighty million dollars for Mike Elko? Uh, no, <laughs> no. I that's a that's a stupid money
2: right there. You can just, you know, it's almost as stupid as FSU trying to figure out how to pony up twenty two hundred million million to the ACC to leave.
1: Right. Yeah, and you, and you notice how quickly that died down. You keep noticing how, the, like, the team, like, they keep trying to have these big, splashy, uh, you know, news stories about FSU losing this game, getting left out, means that they're going to leave uh, for the Big Ten, like, immediately. Like, I feel like they keep trying to do all this threatening in the hopes that the ACC will just say, like, okay, well, we'll just let you leave since you really want to go and you keep threatening that you're going to leave. Like, I feel like that's the whole thing. It's like, it's one of those things like you have the dude that acts like he's going to punch you and keeps raising his fist, but it's really not going to do anything.
2: You know what? This is like all those fight videos I watched last <laughs> It's like, you're not going to do anything. <laughs> what a dude's always trying to punk somebody out. Yes. And he gets knocked out one punch. Yes. That is FSU
1: football right now. Yes. You're not going anywhere. That Grant of rights has you completely locked down and you're mad about it, so you're just you going to make noise. I
2: understand why you're mad. I, I get it. I, I I get it. You know, if you was in the either the SEC or the Big Ten, you probably would have been in the playoffs, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. But at, at the end of the day, you're not going to go anywhere, number one. Number two, you're not going to get any help from anybody in the ACC because you've been crapping on ACC, like, all year long. Right. Right. And now you turn to like, well, why don't you guys help us out? Well, why why? Why?
1: Why would we do that? Why yeah. would I?
2: You've been crapping on us, been calling us a bunch of lazy bums and losers for like the past, you know, year. You that you want to leave, I'm not gonna help you leave.
1: Yeah. Have no. fun with that. No, it's 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 ridiculous. You know, I mean, I, I just I I I can't like I'm just I'm tired of the whole FSU thing. Y'all ain't going nowhere. So just sit there and just get over it. Uh, This was an interesting uh, one. Jeff Goodman said that um, if he was Louisville, the first call that he would give would be to Scott Drew. And and we know that, you know, there was conversations that were had with uh, Bob Valvano last year that he said he heard that Scott Drew was interested in the Louisville job um, before Kenny Payne was hired. Um, You know, that, that was a conversation about, you know, people asking if Scott Drew would would be willing to leave a great situation at Baylor uh, to come to Louisville, where at that point they were still under sanctions, with the possibility of you know they were still looking at they said the death penalty, which was always bullcrap that was never on the table, but possible sus- uh, suspension from the term and this, that, and the third. If it was true that Scott Drew had genuine interest in Louisville, I would think that Scott Drew's interest in Louisville now would be exponentially higher just because we know that Louisville's passed the sanctions. We know that they're just on probation. And now especially that completely the rules of college basketball have changed, it would be very easy for him to come in and flip this thing very quickly. Um, So, Scott Drew, I would definitely add that uh, to my list as well. He would be fourth on my list. Um, yeah, I mean he's a, I mean you got a, he's a coach. He's won a national championship. Baylor always shows up and does very well in March. I believe they've been to like four of the last weeks, five Sweet Sixteen, something like that. So a guy who has success in March, um, that would be another guy that would be a, a home run hire to me. Like, I, like I think I have three one A B's and C's. Like you know, we, we of course know the Jay Wright's out there, even though that's more of a pipe dream. But Jay Wright, Chris Beard, Scott Drew. Like those three dudes, I would put say, them in order. I I would put any, I would take any one of them three. Put them in order. In order. In order. Oh, um. I mean, for me, it's easy. I mean, Jay Wright would be number one just because Jay Wright is the closest thing to Rick Pitino walking the planet right now. I don't <laughs> want another Rick Pitino. I mean, I would definitely I don't want another take another Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino is possibly the greatest coach in college basketball history, so <laughs> I I will definitely take another Rick Pitino. Not me. Give me another Denny uh, Crumb. There's no one like Denny. So, you know.
2: I, I mean, like, like, if I was – I want a Denny Crumb and, and, and Wade Wilson combination.
1: Like, Chris Beard is like – if I was to compare these guys to, like, former coaches, I would compare Jay Wright to a young Rick Pitino or a, a middle-aged Rick Pitino now, I guess. Um, I would compare Chris Beard to a young Bobby Huggins. Like, that's who he reminds me of. That's who his style reminds me of. Very physical, very great defense feisty teams teams that just fight you for every inch. Scott Drew is almost like uh Roy Williams like that's kind of who he reminds me of of like a younger Roy Williams so I mean when you're talking about Bob Huggins Roy Williams or Rick Pitino I'll take any one of them three because I think all three of them guys is hall of famers so you know Give me any of them. <laughs> I would take them. But if I was, if I had to pick and I could say I could have any of them, Jay Wright would be probably number one. Scott Drew would probably be number two over Chris Beard. I really like Scott Drew. I like his teams. I like the, their skill level. I like their athleticism. He likes big, long, athletic guys. Um, he reminds me a lot of Roy Williams, North Carolina Roy Williams um you know that with the types of players that he goes after and recruits i think he would just be he's a great recruiter i mean he gets kids to come to baylor like when you can recruit kids to go to waco like and it's not football yeah i mean come on now you can get kids to come to waco what can you do with the resources at the university of louisville honestly you know, so, yeah, I, I think that any of those guys would be an absolute home run hire, but I would definitely take Drew or Jay before I would take Chris Beard, but I would take all three of them. So, you know, that's where I stand on it. So, you know, that, I, I I know that, like, as you said, the Chris Beard thing, there's definitely some, uh, some, you know, some some issues with that, some baggage with that. And then Shaka, what, what do you think about Shaka Smart? Do you like Shaka? I do like Shaka a lot. I I, I think he kind of got the bum deal
2: in Texas. Texas is not exactly like.
1: Texas ain't the, for the, us, Haven Yeah, Hansen. I mean, like, like, like <laughs> Texas isn't a Texas. When coach. I see what, Shaka, what happened with Shaka and Charlie Strong, I just really believe Texas ain't for us in terms of coaches. And, no, it's not. You, you know what I mean? Like, let's just keep it real. Like, In the mortal words of Kanye West, Texas don't like black people. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're the head man at a texas job but we we see that the the uh track record for uh, you know african-american coaches at, at texas for either football or basketball has not been great and uh terry is having rodney terry is having some issues this year in his first full year as the head man at texas so we'll see if that gets any better but uh, you know, I, I'm just starting to believe Texas ain't really for us. So because
2: I, I'm just like, as soon as Shaka left, went to Marquette, he's, he's balling. He's balling again. Yeah, it, it's, it's just Texas.
1: Yeah. I, Sometimes
2: I, it's just Texas.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
2: know, I, mean, I, I like Shaka. You know, to me, like, you couldn't go wrong with either – I'm not going to entertain Jay Wright because I don't think that's even possible. Yeah,
1: I, I just don't think he – I don't know why he would come out of retirement. Like, so, I know he retired early, but
2: oh, – Oh, you know, it, 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 speaking of retirement, I'd like to give a big shout-out to our big man – uh, Teddy B, Teddy Bridgewater, yes, yes, retiring after this season.
1: Yes. He did it his way, Haven Harrison. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That man has lived a very uh, fun existence. I mean, his football career, just like everything coming up from Miami Northwestern, you know, coming to Louisville, doing what he did, going to the NFL, having his moments. I mean, he has lived a very charmed life, and he's getting out, you know, while he's still healthy. Uh, you know, I, I just – I would say this, he has, I I would
2: say, even still today, is probably the greatest football game in Cardinal football history with him helming that uh, Sugar Bowl team against the number three team in the nation, Florida. Um, Probably still the greatest game in Cardinal football history.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, yeah, definitely shout out to Teddy B, man. That's, That's a... Uh, uh, You know that is a career that has been well, well played, well done, and and I'm happy to hear he's just gonna go out, you know, on his own terms. So you. But the good, but the good news, folks, is that there's a lot of great candidates out
2: there for your men's basketball team, and a lot of guys who want the job, right? Yes. we know that, well, we all know that Jerome Tain wants a job because he's pretty much <laughs> said it in yeah. every press conference since Kenny Payne was, it was pretty much a foregone conclusion he going to get fired. I'm pretty sure Scott Drew is probably calling around as like, well, hey. And we all know Bear would easily leave Ole Miss to come here to the greatness of the University of Louisville. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, any of those, and, and shot the smart, like any, any four of those guys, no
1: problem at all. Yeah, I, 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 de- I agree with you. I mean, I, it's going to be interesting to see uh, the way this whole thing shakes out. But, no, I, I totally agree with you. I think that uh, there's going to be plenty of opportunity out there. For these guys, people are going to be surprised at just how many folks want that job. But I tell you what, Haven, it's about that time, man. Definitely appreciate you. We're going to continue to keep on this Kenny Payne watch. I'm not even going to talk about that UK game coming up on Thursday. Yes, the dream game is Thursday, and it's going to be nightmares for all local fans. For Haven Harrison, this is Rashawn Myers. We out. Wake Up 502. Keep it locked on Kentucky Annas, only locally owned Sports Talk, 1450 and 96.1 FM. The Big X Sports Radio, WXVW, Jeffersonville.